Hello, this is Hannah, and welcome back to Rorschach, Your Reality. Today I'm talking about limiting beliefs. So if you have been that person who pretty much believes all of the good things in your life have come from maybe chance, maybe luck, maybe a fluke, but that in general, you're not capable of that, you don't deserve that, you can't expect those good things, you probably have some limiting beliefs. And I would love to talk a little bit today about how those have played out in my own life, some things I do to try to overcome them or move past them, and maybe you'll hear some tips that will help you too. So thanks so much for joining me. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Today I wanted to talk a little bit about limiting mindsets, right? So essentially these are things that you think or attitudes that you have that are preventing you from really achieving your full potential. Um, or at least attempting to even achieve your full potential. And this is something that I 100% feel in my own life. Like, ah, yes, limiting mindsets. That's my thing. (laughs) Um, And obviously it's something that I'm very aware of now. So definitely working on overcoming that. Don't want that to continue to be a thing. Um, But also, like I have the awareness to see um, that my own kind of attitudes and limiting mindsets have really impacted my life and kind of driven what I'm willing to pursue, where I'm willing to, to put myself out there in really negative ways. So what can we do about it? right? And I mean, I think the first thing is recognizing it, acknowledging it, um, being able to kind of look at your life and really identify areas that maybe you've shortchanged yourself. So when I look at my, my own life, I think I see my own limiting attitudes and belief show up in my uh, relationships with people right? So I'm probably way too quick to take the blame for things, assume that I did something wrong, assume I was the problem. Um, I'm really hesitant to put myself out there in social settings or to form new relationships because I just have this idea that uh, people wouldn't like me. Uh, I'm not very good at making friends. I'm not very good at opening up. Um, people will probably just think that I'm annoying. People are probably just waiting for me to leave so they can be like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with that girl? (laughs) Um, and these are attitudes, um, mindsets that are just really deep inside of me. And even if I'm not consciously thinking, nobody wants to be my friend, nobody's interested in me which let's be real, sometimes I am consciously thinking that. Um, But even when I'm not consciously thinking that, if it's what I believe about myself, of course it's super hard to interact with other people or introduce myself to someone new or pursue a friendship because I'm coming from a place of assuming that you don't want my friendship. And not only that, you're generally annoyed by my presence, you're not interested in who I am as a person, and you're literally just waiting for me to leave. So if that's what you believe the other person in the interaction you're having is thinking and feeling, you're like literally just like grasping for a moment to like leave as least awkwardly as possible. But the priority is to leave. Get out of there, move on. This is not my thing, 
right? So you can't even fully engage. Uh, you're, you've hardly started and you're looking for a way to get out, a way to run away, a way to just not let this be happening. You're feeling defensive because you know that they're judging you and they don't like you and they're annoyed by you. So you're kind of shut down, um, which means everything is going to say super surface level in the conversation. You're not making a genuine connection. They can sense that you don't want to be there and they're probably not thinking, oh man, she's probably really insecure and thinks I'm judging her. All they're sensing is you obviously don't want to be here or you don't care about me or you're not like interested in me. And so if you're just waiting to walk away and they have the sense that you're just waiting to walk away, (laughs) no, deep connections will probably not be formed. Um, And that's just realistic, right? Um, So I would definitely say social situations, the world of other people, huge area that my self-limiting beliefs have really impacted my ability to form deep connections and relationships with people in like kind of throughout my life. And I feel really blessed because I have a group of college friends that I have stayed incredibly close with and I have these really deep-rooted, meaningful relationships with them. Um, on the downside, those are all long distance relationships now. Uh, most of them are living up in the Midwestern metros, slash, one of them flew away to Seattle. Uh, and I lived in Texas for the last five years and just now moved to Arizona, which took me further away, not closer. Um, So it is wonderful that I have those friendships and I think it's really given me a model of what genuine relationship can look like, but it has not necessarily translated to me like forming similar relationships to that in other areas of the country um, or in the, you know, workplace or other places that I've kind of been since college. And I think some of that is that... When I look at those friendships, I love them and I consider them an absolute anomaly, right? Like this is not normal. So I think that that could be a huge place where a mindset shift could be really transformative for me because the story I have told myself my whole life I'm just not good at putting myself out there. Oh, I'm just kind of socially awkward. Oh, like just social interactions are really stressful for me. I'm just not good at that. I'm not good at connecting. I'm not good at opening up. Um, I'm really good at listening to other people. People tell me all sorts of crazy problems and issues like, what? (laughs) Um, Because I... I guess I'm a good listener when people are in the mood to like share something, but I like I don't form ongoing like two-way deep relationships. So I've told myself that story my whole life and I have all the reasons why it just doesn't work for me and all of these uh, preconceived notions about how they're judging me, how I'm just annoying to them, how they don't even want me there. 
So that's a story that I've told myself my whole life. Then boom, I get to college, super blessed with these roommates, other women in my hall. We kind of form this little tribe, um, you know, of, you know, roughly eight of us um, that have just stayed so close. It's been so wonderful. It's been so amazing. Now, those friendships could be a catalyst for me to say, oh my gosh, I think I just have misinterpreted things for most of my life. Um, I can form deep relationships. This is beautiful. This is authentic. I want this. I'm going to seek and create this in my life. Obviously, it is so meaningful to me and I'm 100% capable of being engaged in a relationship with other people and really enjoying it. But dun, 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 that is just not how I have chosen to interpret that in my life. Instead, it's like, no, no, my mainframe story of not being capable of these type of relationships is still true. These friendships, these relationships are just an anomaly. Uh, these friendships and relationships are only possible because I was in college and that was just, you know, a different stage of life and everyone's living there and, oh no, that was so different. So yes, it's wonderful that I have those things, but I can't expect them. Those aren't the norm. I, I just, I'm still not that type of person. I just got lucky there. And obviously there is an element where everyone feels like college is different, right? When people are like all living next door, shoulder to shoulder, and you can see each other constantly all the time with basically zero effort, and you have all of these common connection connection points, um, you know, from the cafeteria food to the wonderful door mattresses to your classes, your majors, your everyone's living in the same place, doing the same things, experiencing a lot of the same stressors with lack of sleep or lack of money, uh, student loans, studying, finals. And it, it is like a true bonding experience. I get that. I'm saying that the basic ability to form friendships I'm attributing that to like, oh, apparently I need this highly specialized ecosystem that I could only ever experience in college. And that's not something that I can do in life. And that's the part where you just have to say that's BS. Not true, right? I know that I deeply value relationships with other people. I 100% know I'm capable of being in meaningful, authentic relationships with other people specifically other women, right? A lot of women talk about how female-to-female relationships can feel fraught with difficulty or tension and there's this fear of drama and like, you know, sometimes women just kind of separate themselves away from that and I've definitely been guilty of that. Um, but I, I know that it doesn't have to be like that. But I treat that as if it's this just impossible thing that happened for me once and could never happen again. And then I went right back to my regular script, which is, I'm not capable of that. I'm not good at that. That's just not something really that's possible for me in my life. So how many deeply close relationships do you think I formed in Texas in the five years that I lived there? It's a small number. (laughs) Like you need one hand. And if you had some fingers amputated, 
you could still do this counting exercise <laughs> with that one hand. Um, you know, and honestly, I would say it was probably only in about the last year or two, and they were all work-related relationships, so there was kind of that proximity going on. But they, it was with coworkers that I had worked with for years, and it was kind of only in the last year or so that I started to kind of open up, letting more people in, sharing more honestly. Um, and some of that was really um, propelled forward by the kind of extreme amount of stress that the people on my team were under. Um, and I don't want to be someone who needs extreme stress and frustration and exhaustion to be like, oh, I can just open up to people and be myself and I just have to be real, right? I mean, it worked, um, but I really think it would be nice to be able to open up to people and be real and be honest and be authentic and be in a relationship without needing like to be on the verge of a complete like breakdown and collapse right like I would like to be like I'm healthy I'm whole I'm in a good place and I'm choosing to engage in positive powerful relationships that are going to be really meaningful for me in my life so that is a, a big shift I'm trying to make right now. Um, if you've been listening or you know me, uh, you've maybe heard my husband and I really recently moved to Arizona, um, like January 2nd. So we've been here about six weeks. I don't have a best friend and I don't think it's normal to get a best friend in six weeks. I also don't feel like I've necessarily made a lot of like in real life connections with people that would set me up for the possibility of friendship. Um, And some of that is because I know I have really self-limiting beliefs surrounding my ability to make friends. So some of that attaches back to my primary question issues right when the thing constantly in my mind is like what are they thinking I'm filling in those blanks with oh my gosh they're thinking I'm so annoying they're thinking they wish I would walk away they're thinking is she just desperate for friends or what is her deal they're thinking they don't like me so (laughs) when I'm asking myself what are they thinking I never have a positive answer for that right like I'm never like oh They're probably thinking I look super good today. They're probably thinking I'm an interesting person. They're probably thinking, how can I not awkwardly ask her out for coffee so we can spend more time together? Like, no. Okay, like, that's not how I fill those blanks in. But I can recognize that I am the one who gets to choose how those blanks are filled in. So if I have to ask the question, what are they thinking? I would like the only option in my mind to be positive answers, right? Um, What are they thinking? They're thinking this is a great conversation. What are they thinking? They're thinking you seem like an interesting person. Whatever. Like, I, I am the one filling in those blanks, and there is zero reason to assume that every single blank is being filled in with a negative, a terrible thing, a bad thing, the worst thing right? And then secondly, can we just scratch this freaking what are they thinking question? That doesn't need to be like the big thing in your mind, right? And I, um, I've talked about primary questions 
I think I did a whole session on it and then I referenced it um, on episode two or three. Um, And I talked about really wanting to change my primary question and having my question be, how does this empower and enlighten? So maybe approaching another person and being my honest, true, and real self and engaging them in conversation, that would be so empowering to me. And potentially it could be empowering to them too because a lot of people float around social situations feeling awkward and not knowing how to engage or not knowing how to connect. So somebody walking up to you and doing that, awesome, so empowering to them. And because of kind of my mindset struggles and some of my own issues, of course that would be empowering to me. And then enlightening. I straight up think that if I was to do that, to be engaged, to be my whole full self, to be authentic, to not be stressed about what other people are thinking, but just do it, live it, experience it, appreciate it, I think I would find that hugely enlightening. I think it would be so good for my spirit. I think it would open my eyes to how many people crave connection. And I like theoretically statistically know so many people especially in this generation are craving connection but like when I'm out in my world interacting with people I don't think of them as people seeking connection I think of them with people who aren't interested in me and don't want to be around me and I if I if I flip that and I start to think Most of these people are in the same boat as me and they want connection. And I ask myself, what can I do in this situation to empower and enlighten myself and others? 100%. It would be be myself, be authentic, engage people where they're at and be open to the idea of really powerful relationships being possible and in fact, maybe even being likely. And I think that would be transformative for me uh, from a social perspective and I'd be really curious what you think that mindset shift would mean for you and maybe for you it would mean carry on you're doing it amazing crushing it but maybe for you it means sitting down and thinking what is the primary question that you ask yourself in social situations or about relationships with other people And what stories are you repeatedly telling yourself about your abilities to interact and engage and be part of community? And if you're telling yourself a negative story, um, a story filled with why you can't and why you shouldn't and why it's a bad idea and how you failed in the past, probably you're going to continue living that story. And if your primary question is all about um, negativity or the answer to your primary question is always you feeding yourself negative thoughts, it will 100% change the actions that you're willing to take or the vibes that you put out when you take the action. So those are the two challenges. What is the story you tell yourself? And maybe think about making some changes to it, right? If you've had a good experience like me with my college friends, that's not the anomaly. That can be the full story if that's what you want the story to be right? Like you're the editor here. Cut, revise, copy, paste, like make some changes. What do you want the story to be? Because that's what you're going to end up living. And then the primary question. If the answer to the question constantly in your mind is 
negative, change the question so you can have a positive answer. I'm pretty sure it's changing my life and I think it could change yours. So tell me about it. Thank you so much for listening. As a former English teacher, I get really excited if I can find a reason to bring up revising and editing. So that was a fun one for me. Uh, Of course, you know, you can always share with your friends. I would love if you left me a review. Feel free to subscribe. And at the end of the day, what I care most about is hearing about you. So whether that means going to my website, www.rorschachyourreality.com, and sending me a message from there, accessing me through email, sending me a, a DM or a PM on Instagram at Rorschach Your Reality or Facebook, Rorschach Your Reality. I want to hear from you. So however you make it happen, I want to know your story. I want to know your thought process. I want to know how you're changing your own life. So definitely connect. <laughs>